Six Nations time of year. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Warren Gatlin picks his team for the opening game in France and he's delighted with how tough a process that was. I spoke to the squad about how difficult it is to select the squad and how hard it was but it's a nice position for us to be in because we do have so much competition. Well, as women's captain Karis Phillips is looking forward to starting against the Grand Slam champions. Coming back from the momentum of the autumns, having France first there, brilliant for us to have that challenge straight away. But our confidence going into that game is fantastic. While Wales under-20s captain Tommy Raphael says it's not just about the experienced players. As well, we've got a lot of younger boys coming in only to like push the competition for places even more and, and they've been excellent. We'll hear from all three squads in this week's Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. And of course, this will be the home of the most comprehensive coverage of all the Wales teams through the Six Nations over the next few weeks. But we'll start with the senior men, and Coach Warren Gatland has generally stuck with the tried and tested. But there is a first Six Nations start for scrum half Thomas Williams, with Gareth Davis on the bench. Gareth didn't train all, all the first week, so we basically the call was made on fitness as much as anything. And, and it's a great opportunity for him to for his first Six Nations game. He's not the biggest man in the world, but he's, he's competitive. Player of the future, there's still th- things to work on in his game. He knows that um, from a defensive point of view, but... He's got some lovely little touches and, and a little bit of X-factor about him as well. So, look, it's a position we've got some real strength and depth at the moment in terms of Gareth and the things that he can do. And, and Ella Davies uh, was great in the summer, particularly the second test against Argentina. So, a lot of competition, but we're still looking for uh, some improvement in, in that position as well. Elsewhere, just the uh, two changes related to injury in the pack. Um, Josh Navidi obviously had a great 2018. Did Alan Wainwright run him close for a starting place? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, sometimes players play their way into form and deserve to be reselected. Definitely, um, Josh, it's probably a reward for the way that he played and he picked up the injury. So, he, look, he gets a chance to prove himself again. Uh, and that's not just the only position. I mean, I've got to feel, feel for Dylan Lewis. You know, he's been involved in the last uh, seven games hasn't been involved in a losing Welsh team and he's not in the 23 so you know sometimes you make those tough calls you're giving other players an opportunity Samson Lee comes back and in, into the 23 for the first time for a while you know he's got a a big job to prove himself when he gets an opportunity on there because you know you feel really sorry for Dylan in terms of um, being left out of the squad and, and hopefully he will get you know a chance in that um, second match against Italy. Were there any other particular close calls in the starting team? Um, yeah, a good debate in second row, and because Adam Beard had had a, had a knock and had come back to fitness, we wanted to get Ross Moriarty on on the field. So a lot of the players had, had come into that squad in that first day, carrying little knocks and bruises, and hadn't done a lot of training in the first week. And so the debate was picking players that were had been involved in training versus the risk of how many players were in the starting 15 or the 23 who hadn't sort of had a lot of rugby over the last few weeks or hadn't trained much and so uh, yeah there was quite a debate around second row, back row with Ross Moriarty, the 9 situation, uh, 10 as well and the back 3 too so look we've, there's always healthy debate and I spoke to the squad about how 
difficult it is to, to select the squad and how hard it was, but it's a nice position for us to be in because we do have so much competition at the moment, guys that are re- really knocking on the door and, and making it difficult for us to pick a team. So, you know, that's a healthy position for us. You spoke of taking 31 to France and then onwards to, to Italy. Have you got 31 fit players for the plane? Yeah, we have, yeah. So we're, there's three players at the moment that we didn't consider, three or four players for this game. But uh, everyone that we're taking will be will be definitely fit. The reaction to the French side, seven changes from their defeat against uh, Fiji and uh, Ntamak in the centre instead of Bastara, which is quite a change in style, maybe. Yeah, well, I think that a lot's been made, and there is a bit of pressure on them in terms of they've only won one of the last seven games, but three of those games were against New Zealand in the, in the summer. Uh, their last game in the Six Nations was a win against England. They should have beaten Ireland in that first game as well. So, you know, they're going to be a tough proposition. And it looks to me like they've got a big uh, bruising forward pack and have picked um, a back line with, with flair and talent and footwork. You know, not the biggest back line in the world, but trying to play off the front foot and using their, their big forwards to, to get them on the front foot and, and then use um, the pace and and school of the backs with Fafana and Intermac and Lopez got a good kicking game and, and Paris back in, in there so it's going to be a tough ask for us but we've trained well in the last couple of weeks particularly this week um, players are mentally focused it's a challenge to go out there where the conditions might play a part and being able to a lot of snow in, in, in Paris and um, uh, having to you know the terms of playing uh, a Six Nations game at nine o'clock in the evening as well is a challenge so but the guys have been fantastic, prepared well, and we're excited about it. Warren, on the massive pack, it looks like it could be one of the biggest eight ever fielded in a test. What challenges does that bring? Does it also mean that you can try and run them off their feet if they're lots of 20 stone? <laughs> it's the way that we've tended to try and play against France, you know, keeping the ball in the park, not being afraid to kick long, trying to find a little bit of grass, and the way that for our kicking game. I think that they'll kick the, a lot of the ball out, trying to slow the game down, play off nine, off power with him running and feeding forwards. There's no doubt they'll have a they'll have a go at our scrum and, and try and maul us to death as well at, at line out time. You know they, they were pretty effective in uh, the ultimate in that area. We've got to be on our metal and from a defensive point of view, line speed and, and winning collisions is it's paramount. And we've been working on that and talking about that this week about you know stopping that forward momentum that potential they can create from that forward pack. Ken Owens is uh, he's become a worse record. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Ken's career. Yeah, no, he look, he's the sheriff of Carmarthen, you know. He's just a uh, great bloke to have in, in the side and uh, he couldn't get a nicer person than Ken Owens and, and just a great team man and pretty well respected by the other players and, and by the coaches and the staff and, and, and well liked. And again, he's the guy who goes out there and puts his body on the line and he's playing some great rugby at the moment. His carrying's outstanding, his set piece, he's throwing well and it'd be great for him to have a, you know, have a good year and um, he deserves to, to earn that accolade in terms of being Wales' most capped hooker. He's, a, he's an outstanding person both on and off the field, you know, an important person with the squad and a, and a great leader and um, you know, I, I can't speak more highly of him really. Ken Owen celebrating becoming Wales's most capped hooker. So how's he feeling about that? Bit of a shock really, I think, um, especially over the last decade, Wales have been blessed with hookers. I think you look at Matthew Reese, uh, Richard Hibbard, Hugh Bennett, Rob McBride before that, Gary Jenkins, where the names are so almost written in folklore of um, Welsh rugby history. So to get a 61 and um, 
and get the record, you know, it was a huge honour. Hopefully, I can get a couple more. And, uh, and obviously, with the, the young boys coming through, there's some great talent in Welsh rugby. So, um, no, it's, it's a huge, huge honour for me to become Wales's most cap hooker. Overtaking Matthew Rees, the man you had to uh, battle with for a shirt for both the uh, Scarlets and, and Wales in your early days. Huge influence on, on my career. I learned a lot, lot from him in my early days at the Scarlets, and I think. Um, battling with him for the shirt I think brought out the best in both of us and, uh, and really drove us both on and that's what rugby's about and we've still got that in the squad now with the youngsters coming through Ryan Lias, Elliot D. you know I think it's important for Welsh rugby to have that competition I think it was good to uh, to have that battle because just like I said brings out the best in you as a as a player and uh, and hopefully it, it did for him as well whatever role is asked to me within the squad of the team I, I'll fulfil it it's just it is nice to have a decent run now uh, in the starting shirt but I know it, it can be short-lived if performances aren't there because um, Ryan and Elliot are pushing hard and playing some really good stuff for regional level as well. But I guess World Cup year is as good a time as any to be in the in the starting shirt, isn't it, at the start of World Cup year? No, it is, but there's uh, plenty of rugby and plenty of time before the World Cup starts, so uh, plenty of things can happen in in Welsh rugby, especially in, in six or seven months. A lot can happen in Welsh rugby in a couple of days or a couple of hours, so uh, six, seven months is a lifetime in, in rugby terms. Seemed like a lifetime last time we were in Paris for the infamous 100-minute match. What are your recollections of that occasion? Yeah, it went great because um, one of the back rowers went down injured, so Scott had to come on to the back row and then he went off himself with a with a nasty cut to his head. So, um, yeah, I played a full 100 minutes, first time ever, I think. So a couple of errors probably pushed us into that bottom corner and then credit to the French, they kept hold of the ball and, and put us under pressure and didn't let us out until they scored. And you know, it was disappointing to lose the game, but overall we we didn't start the game very well that day, put us, ourselves under pressure, but you know we did claw our way back, got in front, but um, you know, we learned a lot from that day and hopefully... Uh, it won't be replicated this weekend because I'm not sure if my legs have got under a minute in me at the moment. What do you make of the uh, selection, as you say? Uh, pretty big uh, units up front. Uh, Tony was meant to be 24 stone plus. Um, what sort of challenges and opportunities does that give you as opponents? Well, obviously, we were going to have to challenge their fitness, probably try and move them around and, and play to our strengths. You know, I think we showed in the autumn, uh, playing against the big packs, you know, we went toe to toe with South Africa. I think. Uh, they came out saying after the, it's one of the most physical games they'd had of the year so we can take huge confidence in that though, even though we're perhaps lacking in the weight size compared to the French but you know our physicality is there when we deliver it and it's up to us to prove that we know obviously from a defensive point of view they're probably going to attack us trying to get battle of the game line and uh, you know the back line they've picked is, is one that's going to look to spread the ball but for us I think it's keeping our turnover rate down our discipline pretty sharp and and keeping hold of the ball and challenging them uh, in defence. Being at number two, being in the middle of all that, what's that like to experience? That's a good laugh. It is what it is. It's um, yeah, it's painful, I suppose. It's uh, not really sure uh, how to explain that. The years probably explained it more than anything. It's um, it is a physical challenge, but that's why we play the game as as a front row. That's what you enjoy, and every game is a different challenge. And you know, it's perhaps a boring answer, but. Um, very hard to explain until you've, until you've been in there, if I'm honest. Same referee as the 100-minute game. Do you hope he's changed his watch since then? I think it's down to us to keep our error rate down and not give them the opportunities uh, to come in our 22. And uh, and hopefully we can take the, the referees out of it. Because, uh, to be fair, um, I thought Wayne did a good job in refereeing it. Two years ago, it, it was... 
it was our error and our mistakes which kept us in the, in the 22 really and um, you know he, he done a pretty good job but hopefully we'll uh, we will need a we can take the referee out of it and, and decide the game ourselves. So no surprise Wales will target debutant Roman Entemak in the centre which means a busy afternoon for Wales 12 Hadley Parks. Yes, it's very exciting. You know, it's my second campaign now. Very excited to be able to go to France. First time for France for a Six Nations game. What an occasion it's going to be. You know, great stadium, great atmosphere from what I've heard and seen on the TV. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, all the teams are looking to have a great year, aren't they? It's a big year. So everyone wants to build momentum and build into it. And individuals as well, you know, it is a big year for individuals. But as a team, you want to come together, play well as a team. You know, hopefully we can play an exciting brand as Wales as well. Certainly looks as though you're in a more stable position than France at the moment in terms of selection. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's uh, exciting for the young 12 to get an opportunity. You know, I remember his old man, um, John Lomi Rugby, actually had a great fend on there. So, um, look, it's exciting for him. It would be a big occasion for him as well for his debut. But I think, you know, it's good. There's a lot of strength and depth in our squad. Um, and it's putting pressure on everyone to um, train well. And, and hopefully that uh, goes onto the playing field and you play well. How much do you look to put pressure on a young man who's obviously very talented at under-20 level, the fly half pulling the strings, but uh, centre in a senior international is a very different thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's done extremely well at under-20s and he's doing very well for Toulouse as well. And um, he's an exciting player, he's got a big future. Look, if we can hopefully uh, you know, use a little bit to our advantage, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to do that. But look, I think he's, he's very talented. All the best to him and hopefully you know, he has a good game for himself. What about uh, the French selection? What does it say about uh, the way they'll approach the game then, picking ball-playing 12 like Ntamak instead of a uh, big so-and-so like Bastereau? They've got an extremely big pack, haven't they? They'll be hoping to get themselves on the front foot. But then they're also trying to look at their back line. It's an exciting back line as well. A lot of footwork, two ball players, good centre there as well. And so and I think, um, hopefully if, uh, if both teams get some good front foot ball, then uh, we'll see some uh, good, exciting rugby. Friday night, bit cold, might be a bit of snow around late at night. How do those factors play into the game? Yeah, look, I was there uh, a week ago and Paris was extremely cold, but we were playing indoors and it was 21 degrees. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit colder, it's a little bit later at night to what I'm used to. I'm usually in bed by that time, but um, you know, it's all part of the atmosphere, it's all part of the opportunity and, and the competition as well, playing in France and, and doing that thing, so hopefully it'll be good. How surprised were you not to see the Bastro's name on the team sheet? Yeah, I think he's been one of their key players for a number of years. He's a big boy, isn't he? They go to him for the go-forward ball to get over the game line, so you know, it's a little bit interesting, but... They've obviously got their reasons, and I think Intermac is a talented young individual, so I'm sure he'll do a good job. How much do you know about Intermac? Look, I've heard a lot of good things, seen a few uh, clips, um, you know, great footwork. He's a ball player as well, and he'll do well. First international game for himself, making his debut, so it's going to be a special occasion for him, isn't it? So, um, look, if we can use it to our advantage a little bit, you know, it'll hopefully be all right, but ultimately, you know, you just if we control what we want to control, then we should be all right. Your first cup went pretty well, but is there anything you can take from that experience to try and use to put him under pressure? For my one, it was pretty lucky. We, we got off to a great start and, and the boys around me were outstanding, so look, I think uh, he'll be pretty nervous, I'd say. You know, home crowd. Um, his family will be in the stadium as well, so that'll be amazing for him um, and amazing for them as well. It'll be an emotional time, so if we can put him under a little bit of pressure, you know, we'll try to, but um, ultimately, you know, there's another 14 guys on the pitch um, that you want to go after as well. So. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast.
Welcome to Wales Women, playing in front of a five-figure crowd in Montpellier, a team selection which sees a lot of continuity from the November internationals, a chance to chat with Captain Karis Phillips and first coach Roland Phillips. We want to make sure that what we did in the autumn, which was excellent, uh, a lot of new players, exposed them to international rugby. I think uh, the squad was well, the culture was good. I'm really happy with how we did, not just developed the skills, but the conditioning on the play as a whole. Uh, so that was something that we wanted to keep that momentum going. That's why there hasn't been many changes in the squad. Looking at this team against France, there aren't that many changes from our last game against Canada, uh, which is key for us to sort of build momentum into this tournament, which would springboard us into uh, the next couple of years as we build for the World Cup in 2021. And it must be an exciting game to look forward to because there'll be a big crowd over there, five-figure crowd, and quite an encounter. Having France up first as well as we were six nations champions, they're going to have a sellout crowd, I, I believe. And um, coming back from the momentum of the autumns, having France first up, brilliant for us to have that challenge straight away. With our confidence going into that game is fantastic. Like, I think that as a whole squad, we've got that belief now going into that game that we're going to win. We're not just putting in performances now. We want to we want to get those results. So really happy with the squad and how we train at the moment. Yeah, I think as a whole, we are really looking forward to our first challenge. In the autumn, a win against the very physical South Africa side, obviously Hong Kong fairly comfortable. Canada close for a while, but they stretched away at the end. How much do you take from that, trying to take in, as you say, France as the defending champions? Yeah, I think on the back of our autumn, if you think of Canada, we played them just a year previous in the World Cup where we were just dominated twice. We couldn't score a single point against them. We couldn't build any phases against them. Um, and I think from the autumns, seeing a complete change of how we play and how much better we are, gives us all um, that great confidence going into this big, big challenge. Because it is a big challenge, not hiding away from the fact that it's going to be a physical encounter. But I think if we match that, then it's happy days. To have a five-figure crown for a Women's Six Nations game, though, that's a that's a big deal. You must be looking forward to just the experience. Yeah, that's you know, a massive deal. I think two years ago they had ten thousand. I think first up, they'll definitely have a sellout crowd in Montpellier, and um, they absolutely love love women's rugby out there. So I think it adds to the challenge as well. I think having that much crowd going there, and I think as experience for uh, all around for the squad, not only for us who experienced it before, but for the new girls who was, who were experiencing that um, extra challenge. Moving forward, having that under our belt is going to give us that extra um, confidence and extra like belief within ourselves, moving, building towards 2021 then. Roland, one obvious name who's not there is Shannon Harris. What sort of uh, impact does that have? You've got a very young back row. Yeah, Shannon's a big loss to us. It'd be fantastic, not only um, on the pitch, but also as a character on the group or on the squad. So losing Shannon is big. But the one thing we've got now is, is real strength and depth, especially in our back row. And when you look at Manon, who's only just turned 18, you look at Beth Lewis, who's 19, Butchers is 20, and they're all exceptional rugby players. The one thing they have, and the, what they will breed into the senior players, really, who've got the experience of going to France in the past, is there is no fear. They don't go anywhere, they don't play any team with any preconceived thoughts around games as have happened in the past just play rugby and we need to understand very very clearly is that it'll be the physicality we've got a game we've got a uh, excellent players we've got good skill sets our fitness levels are good it'll just get down to that the physicality and that that want to get up and go again and want to get up and go again it's just that, that real fight in us and the only way you test that is when you're up against the best teams in the world and 
and I'm looking forward to it for that challenge. The France are the uh, current Grand Slam champions. Yeah, it gives an edge, and what's good for every other team in the competition is everybody's talking about round two, France and England is a Six Nations decider, and you know it's good for us because we don't want to just play the underdog card, and it's, that's what's going to be people are going to be talking about. You know, there's a lot of the pressure for other teams. France are under pressure because they have to deliver. We go there with the confidence that if we can get on that physicality level, the intensity I'm not worried about. It's just making sure that we win those collisions. I'd be pleased. Once that half Eleanor Snowsell starts on the bench, earlier in the week she was doing the day job and a chance for Liz Jones to find out more. Eleanor, back in your old school today, talk us through what you're doing. Yeah, I'm back in my old school with the charity called School of Hard Knocks. I work full time for them and we work with adults and children to help people sort of uh, reach their potential. And we've got two groups, boys and girls group here. Um, so we work in with them to sort of help them build their confidence, um, improve their attitude and behaviour in school. Um, and we do a lot of that through rugby. And what's it like to be able to come back to your old school and make an impact like this? Yeah, it's brilliant. This is where my rugby career started. I played touch rugby here and it's where I sort of found the love for rugby. So it's really nice to come back and get other people, other girls, other boys hooked on rugby, really. There are a lot more girls playing rugby now in school than when you started. Yeah, I say to all the girls, they've got a head start on me because they've started from such a young age, really. Um, so it's great that they've started from a young age. They're already developing brilliant skills and getting you know, a lot of game time, matches against other schools and stuff. So hopefully when they come through the system, they'll be a lot more rounded already. In terms of the Wales squad, you have come back into the squad after missing out on the autumn series. What did you make of the autumn and what's it like to be back in the squad? Yeah, it was great. I went down to watch the autumns, took uh, some School of Adnox pupils down there actually to watch and to meet some of the girls. So that was brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed watching and I think the girls put in some brilliant performances against some really good teams. It's really nice to be back in the squad, miss the girls and it's nice to sort of be back with the banter and everything and it's like nothing's changed really. Looking ahead now at the Six Nations, there's a buzz around the place. There is a buzz. I think fair play to the coaches and the girls. They've worked really hard on the culture of the team. And I do feel like since I've last been in, there's a really nice culture and everyone's pretty friendly. But then when we get training, sort of everyone's really focused. So that's exciting to take that into the Six Nations. It's a time where now where we have to really start putting the performances in and getting the results. Um, so there is a bit of pressure, but you know that's the whole point of international rugby, really. Six Nations is a great tournament to be part of, but then looking ahead at the World Cup, this young squad could have a lot of experience under his belt by the time we get there. Yeah, like you said, it is a very young squad, but a lot of them, some we've got 20-year-olds on eight, nine caps now, which is brilliant and quite far ahead from you know how maybe it used to be in the past. So coming through now with the World Cup coming up in a couple of years' time, I think they'll have even more caps under their belt, even more experience, and it'll be brilliant. Keeping you on your toes to get that start and place back? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of competition for places in the squad now. Robin, the other fly half, has been performing really well. So it's more about helping each other. I think now I've come back in, there's a bit of a different dynamic because I realise maybe my role is a bit more to help develop the young ones coming through and just sort of support the squad how I can and, you know, help them with my experience. So, yeah, it's good. Great. All the best today and with the successions. Thank you very much. On to Wales under-20s, a strong team selection heading out to France. Here's captain Tommy Raphael and first coach Gareth Williams on his approach to his first Six Nations campaign. 
yeah, it's obviously the technical and tactical element of, of the games, but there's still a heavy emphasis on the development, the boys and you know the long-term view of them. And you know, that's a big part of the competition in the squad. A big task for us as a 20s programme is where these boys are when they're 22, 23, you know, and this plays a big factor in that. Obviously, you get to the sharp end of some competition this week now, and that plays a massive part, and we want to go and win every game. But... You know, we're realistic as well. We're up against the world champions. The challenge is going to be superb. Being in this position is a huge honour for me personally and um, I'm really excited about that. Tommy, you're the experienced one in this uh, equation. So what have you been telling Gareth about the Six Nations <laughs> at under-20s level? No, Gareth's been superb. He's come in and uh, he's put his own stamp on things. Professional and uh, training's been uh, good as well. So I think with us, it's all about I think learning on the job as well for a lot of us players especially, and then uh, take it into the Six Nations. Obviously last year you were involved in this and captained this. To give us an idea of what sort of happened to you since last summer and what a different player you are now to then, maybe. At the end of last year we had a tough World Cup. It was a good experience for myself, and on the back of that I had a couple of really good experiences in senior rugby for Leicester. It's become more of that leadership role and bring it back to the environment like the under-20s. Getting those experiences at senior level, what does that change for you? You're up against different challenges in terms of like players, um, pace of the game and things like that. I love the 20s, it's good, it's a really good standard and one I've, I've really found difficult the first game but like then I built my way into it and sort of learned, I got better from it. Gareth, this group of uh, players at under 18s level were very successful. How similar is is the group, how much do you shake it up, how much do you change it? Yeah, there's been no conscious uh, thoughts around that. It's very much been based on competition within the camps, competition within training and how the boys are doing out with their regions, with their clubs, for instance. And, you know, with a, a talented pool of players who have come together, you know, some players who Tommy's getting to know now, um, who he hasn't had experience with in the past. So it is merging those. Uh, the biggest thing for me is, you can see there's a raft of talented players in there. It's about trying to get them as cohesive as possible in this short term for the competitive phase coming up, but also harnessing that talent and being able to support it going through longer term on behalf of Welsh Rugby. In the middle of the field, in particular that back row scrum half axis, there's a lot of players there who've been getting experience at the higher levels. Yeah, we're really excited about Tommy himself, who's uh, had great exposure there in Leicester um, this season at pockets of the season. Tim Basham and Harry Morgan as well. There's a you know there's a good spine there of experience. But even when you, you look at Jack Morgan, the amount of um, exposure he's had at Premiership level this year, that'll hold him in good stead. And yeah, that's really exciting. Tommy, that team two years ago at under-18s level did have a lot of success, beat England the first time. That had happened in a lot of years, it's been done since. But how much do you as a group of players think, right, almost a two-year gap, we're back together again, we can rebuild that? Yeah, definitely, and I think as well we've got a lot of younger boys coming in only to like push the competition for places even more, and, and they've been excellent. I think a lot of them, especially for being younger guys, have really put their hands up. I think Jack Price is already bossing the lineouts and stuff like that, so fair play to him. And I think that's been really good for the squad because seeing those younger lads become those leaders is making players like myself, the more experienced ones, really uh, push on as well. And this experience this weekend, a sellout crowd in, in Van in France. Yeah. What's that like as something to play at at this stage? I think that can only be positive, really. And uh, you've got to just go over there, give it your best shot, and really look forward to it as a squad. And as a player, personal view, I don't think there's many other better places to go play rugby. Playing against the world champions, does that 
concern you or inspire you? Yeah, obviously they've got a fantastic team and they're going to pose a lot of threats on us, but I think the other day we've got to concentrate on ourselves and uh, and uh, test ourselves, yeah. And you will be a little bit inspired by uh, Roman Antomac as well, obviously yeah. part of that team last year. And to think he's a really different sort of 12, he's more of a ball player 12. Um, we played against him last year, I think, in the Six Nations, and he, yeah, he's a very good player, so he deserved this chance in the first team. Gareth, I suppose that's the example of what all these guys are, are aiming for, is always that balance between trying to develop them as well as possible and yeah. trying to win games in the Six right. Nations or with the Junior World Championship. Do you come in with a different attitude yeah, in any way? definitely. As I mentioned, it could represent opportunity. We talk about the experience in that French group, however, they've kind of earned that experience of what they've done in the past year in the World Cup and things. So um, it's a great opportunity going against that experience because these boys, they, you know, we want them knocking on the door of regional rugby and it's you know getting results in places like France this weekend would, would aid that and I would accelerate their development. So, so, um, yeah, we definitely have that mentality going out there. And just finally, on a personal note, having been involved with the Welsh setup during November, what impact did that have on what's going to happen with the 20s in the next couple of months? Just the dynamic of how slick an operation it was, you know, and how, um, how communication amongst players on the pitch, players off the pitch, and then obviously through the management team on the pitch and off the pitch with the players and and just as a cohesive group, you know, it, you know, it was fantastic to be immersed in it for the for the whole autumn internationals, and I'm uh, very thankful for the national squad of bringing me in like that because it was a great experience that we're looking to bring across to the twenties. So all those games to look forward to in a busy weekend and plenty of reaction next week on the Principality Watch Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.